This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I think one of the challenges has been that the Fed and other central banks want inflation, but they don't want too much inflation. What's holding us back at home is not what we're spending on national security. It's what we're not doing domestically. The lack of a creative fiscal response to years of unacceptably low growth is the real story here. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen. Bloomberg Surveillance, welcome all of you worldwide. Bloomberg 1200 Boston, Bloomberg 1130 New York, 99.1 FM Washington. In the early morning in San Francisco, good morning, Bloomberg 960, the Bay Area. We're thrilled you're with us and serious in XM Channel 119 as well. Kitschuk's here uh, in a moment. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Cone Resnick Accounting Tax Advisory. Is your business ready to break through? See how the professionals at Cone Resnick can help guide your business forward. Find out more at ConeResnick.com. Michael, we're very yen-based. I just made a chart of yen renminbi, and we can put this out on Bloomberg Radio Plus, showing the stark renminbi appreciation and how yen has given it back. Yen stronger. Interesting. In the last number of months. Well, it's a the, different chart. The yen has been getting stronger overnight. It is now what um, 1.4% stronger. Mm-hmm. 109.21. Mm-hmm. The uh, Japanese postponing their sales tax increase to 2019, and uh, the market's reacting to that. Uh, Kichuks <coughs> is a head of um, well, he's on the yen watch. Global strategist for Societe Generale, and he is on the yen watch this morning. What do you make of this, uh, kid? Is uh, is Prime Minister Abe um, reaping the whirlwind here, or is this just a temporary kind of of reaction in the markets? I think it's a, well. I think it's the start of June reaction in terms of general wider risk aversion. So, um, I mean, I think that it's been harder and harder for them to push through with this increase in the consumption tax in the face of an economy that's pretty much back in recession. Another awful uh, manufacturing PMI over there before we get to anybody else's. So um, I, I wasn't that surprised that that happened. The market reaction today did, did smell of, of a reaction as much to the, the soggy numbers in China, that the sense that global manufacturing is under the cosh and the number one safe haven currency in the world is still bid. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to go much further than this, but it, it tells you that people are a bit nervous this morning. Well, if uh, it's, it's sort of like the problem Janet Yellen has. Uh, Corotasan and uh, Yellen have the same issue of uh, they don't have complete control over their currency because uh, uh, at this point the rest of the world wants to own it. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, you know, Mr. Kuroda, with Mr. Abbey's help, they managed to weaken the yen and weaken the yen and weaken the yen through 2013, 2014. And then when it was so cheap it couldn't get any cheaper, uh, when they cut rates into negative territory, it started strengthening. Um, you know, I, I draw parallels with that in terms of quantitative easing, driving, I don't know, driving down bond deals or driving up equity indices, driving PE ratios higher and higher. At some point, you're pushing on a string and... Um, uh, and, and you start losing control of the situation. I think that should worry mm-hmm. Janet. Are we in a range, I mean, within all the nuances and the sophistication of your society general report, are we range-bound or is there something we're missing about a direction that we need to know? 
I think at the moment we're range bound. I mean, in, in terms of, you know, look, euro dollar, the, the biggest profile currency that I watch all day, is definitely in a range. And the, the, and the Fed is trying to keep us in a range by making sure there are no surprises. So, you know, whether they raise interest rates or don't interest ra- raise interest rates on, on the 15th of June, um, it's not going to be a surprise on the day. They're working super hard to make sure of that. So they're trying to avoid things going wrong. I, I still have this fear that... You know, we're putting a lot of liquidity into the system. We're working really hard to, to keep volatility down in markets and to keep us in these ranges. Um, and that, that just means that when we break out, it's more likely to be more violent. Are we going to break out? Uh, I mean, historically, when the Fed starts a tightening cycle, the dollar sort of peaks. Yeah, well, you could break out, you know, in a bunch of ways. It may be that when the Fed starts moving rates, you know, that we, we then extrapolate a long way, as we did in January, and then we get a big risk-averse move. It may be that the, that the markets react and the Fed has to deliver a very dovish rate rise and, and, and we get something else. But um, I, I think we're still walking a, v- a very tight line between markets getting frightened about a, yeah. a deeper global economic slowdown and getting frightened that the Fed would eventually raise rates more. Are there a lot of trades placed right now? The other mystery that Mike and I are asking questions on is just the visibility and exposure of people. Is everybody under the desk selling, you know, May or I guess selling June and go away? That doesn't work, Mike. That doesn't rhyme. Selling June and swoon? I'm not sure. But are there, is there is there a belief in the market right now? No, I think there's a there's a debate in the market. There's there's a lot of uh, you know I mean for, for the leverage community, the hedge fund community, have had a very rough ride. So there aren't a lot of speculative bets. Out yeah, there. yeah. People are finding it difficult. I, I still think though a lot of people can't avoid having money put to work earning some kind of yield when you know, nominal rates are just this low. Well, but but I see that, and to go to a point, and just looking at the Bloomberg screen, folks, I mean, it's amazing. You look away for twenty minutes, uh, the 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 German ten year, point one two four, the German two year now begins a new grind lower, negative point five two. Are are German yields hinged to the Draghi meeting, or more importantly, are they hinged to the Yellen meeting of June fifteenth? Uh, and they're and they're and they're hinged to both, but I think I think at the moment, I mean, you know, what's changed in the last two weeks is that the Yellen meeting took control of markets, um, but it only really controlled the short end of yield curves, the, the, the two-year piece, not not the ten, thirty-year piece, uh, as the Fed repriced us, and we we didn't have too much of a move. But I think that's become the big focus that, that the ECB at the moment is is doing nothing. M- meanwhile, I mean, I'll throw it out that you know that an investor, when people turn around and say, "What a scary place." Uh, what a scary place Brazil is, you, you know, that, that inevitably you, you face an investor who turns around and says, well, yeah, you know, Brazil's a, Brazil might be a scary place, but the local yield um, is 12%. So you have to be, it has to be pretty scary to keep you out of it. Whenever the world's quiet, you, you yeah. get out of those nothing yielding German right. funds and go off looking for something else. Mike, I just put out the 10-year German. This is a positive yield. The low is April 7, daily low, 0.089. I guess we're not near there, but it's been the, the 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 February view, then the April low, another attempt second week of May, Mike, and all of a sudden we're back there again with well, a new bout of of, of weakness and we sh- lower lower yields rather. We should point this out as well if you want to take the the risks that. Uh Kid is talking about in Brazil just out a few moments ago. Brazil reporting its first quarter economy declined three tenths oh. from the previous quarter, contracted five point four percent from a year earlier. So one uh, thinks those yields may may even widen. Uh, do you? 
I mean, is is it so compelling, Kit, that you need to to get into something like that, or is that the kind of uh, trade that you pl- mess around with on the sidelines because it's very risky? I, I, I mean, I, I think Brazil is a dangerous place for investors. You know, you, you look at their at their recession. Um, you know, we're a long way past the global financial crisis. They went into recession, then they came out. They went back in. They're in. They're in a proper old-fashioned depression with huge political problems facing them. Uh, I, I throw the point out that, but it means that you get this kind of seesawing, but by the market that when you know the world doesn't have to be quiet for very many days in a row before people look at those yields and think, you know what, I should have something put in that because I need yeah. to earn some money on my portfolio, and then they get scared and they run away, and, and, and we yo-yo. Well, well, we yo-yo, which I guess is range as well. How does this synthesize into a dollar call? If I look at blended DXY, 95, 95.39, it's been there for a few uh, days as well. We got a mix of opinions, Kitschuks, weak dollar, strong dollar, dollar stability. Which is it? Uh, I think we're going to get out. When we break out, it'll be to a strong dollar. I think the dollar goes up. If we get really scared of global growth, we'll redo January. I think the dollar goes up. If the Fed raises rates yeah. and the world doesn't end, then we look for them to raise again. So I think we're, we're, we're washing around marking time before the next leg higher in the U.S. dollar. Uh, I'm just not completely comfortable with, in my mind with whether it's, it's led by this, this risk aversion or, uh, or this Fed tightening. Well, let's come back with Kitschuk's Society General. Lots to talk about here. And, and within the range bound, there's just a lot of nuances going on. Mike, uh, the, the OPEC meeting, we talked to a gentleman from Barclays uh, this morning who really was adamant how different a meeting that we take for granted is. He said Vienna, he says, basic theme was nothing will happen in Vienna except a lot of listening. People really listen to what the new Saudi yeah, Arabia yeah. is messaging. they got to figure out uh, yeah. whether OPEC, what can they do and how can they do it? In the future, yeah. we're distracted. We're looking at the jobs day. Of course, our coverage Friday morning beneath the headline data at 830 and ECB tomorrow. Right, Mike, in the press conference tomorrow? Uh, ECB tomorrow. And uh, at this point, no, no actions forecast. Uh, I, I, I don't, but I wonder you're, what you'll see in the press you're conference. You're very concerned. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder and what you'll see. And of course, uh, big risk on tonight, uh, Penguins, Sharks. Game two. We're watching game two. I mean, it's an exciting time for sports in America. Basketball, hockey as well. The Penguins game two. Well, San Jose woke up. They played better the last half of the first game. We'll see what they do. Exciting time for uh, mm-hmm. folks uh, out uh, listening to us in the San Francisco Bay Area because you got yes. the Warriors and the Sharks and in the, the Sharks. finals of their re- respective sports. Yes. And the Giants are playing uh, really good baseball. Are they right playing now. good? I did not know that. So it's important to me. I'll have to get brushed up on that instantly. Yen, 109.21. Stronger yen. Time now to check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Searchers may be closer to finding the black boxes from the Egypt airplane that crashed into the Mediterranean last month, killing all 66 people on board. Egypt says a French ship has picked up signals from deep underwater. They're presumed to be from the black boxes of the doomed Airbus A320. More flooding is forecast along the Brazos River in Texas. At least six people have died from flooding in the past few days. A council committee is scheduled to vote today on a bill to raise the minimum wage in Washington, D.C. 
The bill started out as a proposal to raise the minimum hourly rate to $15 an hour, but instead calls for raising the minimum wage to $5.55 an hour for restaurant workers who rely on tips. That's double the current minimum. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike Tom. Michael Barr, thanks so much. Futures negative 7, Dow futures negative 60. We are focused this morning on yen uh, a 109.23, the yen with a bit of a bid. Now, stronger yen off of the Abe comments. Bloomberg surveillance. The news update brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer. There's no better way to experience a summer than in the car of your dreams. And now you can get an expertly crafted Mercedes-Benz for less than you can imagine. Visit your Tri-State dealer or MBUSA.com. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures moving lower this morning along with the price of NYMEX crude oil. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. That's right. Futures remain lower since the last time we spoke. With Dow futures currently down 60 points, SB's drop 6 and NASDAQ futures decline by 10. The U.S. 10 yield drops to 1.82%. And European markets are also weak this morning. Spain drops 1.2%. On the U.S. economic front at 945, market U.S. manufacturing PMI. At 10 o'clock, ISM manufacturing and construction spending. And at 2 p.m., Fed releases its beige book. After the Bellis Night Under Armour cut 2016 net revenue outlook, and Workday Q2 revenue view topped estimates. This morning, Michael Kors said a billion-dollar buyback. Year EPS view top estimates. Shares are up 8% pre-market. In other news, SoftBank will sell at least a 7.9% billion of its stake in Alibaba. And in deal news, Salesforce is by Demandware for $75 a share in cash. Finally, some of your Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. Nike cuts to neutral at Bank of America. Also cuts to equate at Morgan Stanley. At Credit Suisse, Hellmark and Payne cut to underperform. Whole Foods raised to outperform. And Costco raised to buy versus neutral over at Goldman Sachs. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen. All right, thanks, Bill. To hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K go. And that's a Bloomberg business flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. 109.23 on yen stability. I'm going to call that after a rocky strong yen uh, morning. Bloomberg surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to say goodbye to the traditional 60-40 stock bond allocations say hello to alternatives as a core part of modern portfolios. Learn more at Invesco.com slash alts. Kit Jukes with us, with Society uh, General. A kit on the dollar, and I guess one way to look at this is the dollar in larger developed economy dynamics and the dollar with EM but what I'm most interested in is the dollar versus a combined Asia. The president just visited Asia, all the history of the visit to Vietnam and, of course, to the G7. In in Japan, do you just presume currency is solution for Asia, which is a weaker Sing dollar, weaker Taiwan dollar, et cetera? I think it's inevitable. I mean, it starts from the fact that, of, that, the, that the Chinese remember the yuan is, is still um, expensive. It's probably overvalued. It's certainly gone up too much with the strong dollar. 
um, but over a number of years, and, and, and I don't think that's sustainable. And, and so as long as the U.S. economy is strong, as long as the global economy is, is, is struggling, it's strong, when I say strong, as long as the U.S. economy is growing and the global economy is slowing, yeah. then, um, uh, then, I think, then I think a stronger currency is inevitable. I mean, someone like Singapore, you know, which is probably a bellwether for global trade, those PMI numbers this morning around the world really don't help. So how do you express this? I mean, if a, a lot of our listeners worldwide who listen every day say, okay, I've got a weak Asia angle, and as you say, PMI was weak, how do you figure out which pair or which trade to affect? Um, yeah, the, the most liquid ones are still, you know, the Australian dollar is the liquid place. I think the Australian dollar will be allowed to fall the central bank. We'll, we'll let it reflect terms of trade. So if, if, if global trade is weak, resource prices are weak, commodities are soft, then they'll let it continue to, to weaken. So I think that, that suffers. Um, the New Zealand dollar, uh, similarly, it's not, not quite as liquid. Within the other things, you don't short the yen for ratio. You understand that yen is, is a completely special currency uh, and, and may well benefit because people will be short those other currencies against the yen. Um, I think if you're way away from China, you don't short the Chinese currency. It, it's too difficult to do. Uh, that's not the best place to trade it. I, I quite like shorting Singapore. I think it's in Singapore's interests to let the currency weaken a bit, but that's the least volatile of them. Speaking of the Chinese currency, the onshore yuan is approaching a five-year low. Last year, uh, the yuan sparked uh, major ructions in the financial markets and uh, a little bit more in January, but now we get to this five-year low and nobody's paying any attention. What gives? Well, um, it, it's being managed in a really close way. So if, if anybody thought that what was going to happen last year was going to lead to a more free-floating currency, uh, that's not what's happening. It's the, so the, uh, the onshore is being allowed to weaken. So dollar-yuan is rising steadily, steadily, steadily. And as you say, it, it's reaching a, a low point for the yuan at the same time as the wider dollar index isn't anywhere near its height at the moment. Um, I, I think that they're doing this by stealth. We're beginning to pay attention to it. I think it tells us that they will – they have – you know. Control freaks, not a fair term, but you know, there's a, they, they definitely are utterly committed to staying in control of the situation. But it's inevitable that they will need to let the currency weaken further. It also reflects the softness of the economy. And, and I'm, I'm not sure how long you can keep financial markets all bottled up. Uh, at some point, we'll start seeing capital outflows come again, and that'll, that'll start to concern us. Well, do we need to pay attention to the CNY and the onshore yuan, or is it the basket of currencies that the Chinese want us to, to watch. Um, yeah, so there's various measures on, 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 on your Bloomberg channel. <laughs> you can find the Thank bus. you. We'd like you to say that. Thank you. That it's, not, uh, it's, not weakening. it's not weakening as fast against those. It's pretty much on its basket of currencies. It's pretty much flat um, is, is roughly what it's doing. Um, and, and, and that's during the course of, of at least of, of the last month or so, and, and that's significant. But I, I do think it tells us, though, it reflects the fact that once the dollar is on a rising trend more than a weakening trend, then the pressure is likely to return for, for the policymakers. Well, so like, just quickly here, could you Singapore dollar goes through to new weakness versus U.S. dollar? Yes, I expect so over the course of wow. I think I can't see how that but every time I see a PMI number I think that's gonna happen. I'm gonna put that chart out folks on Bloomberg uh, Radio Plus. I'll probably do that on television tomorrow. I haven't looked at Singapore dollar in a while. It is extraordinary. Nine point seven percent US dollar appreciation. All of that since the summer of two thousand fourteen. Always beneficial Kitchukes, thank you so much. His uh sharp notes from society. 
uh, General as well. Mike, what did you learn this morning? I learned that, once again, yen moves markets. Or markets move yen. Uh, that seems to be, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the way to put it because, uh, it, yeah. it can't have been that, um, Prime Minister Abe wanted a stronger yen from his remarks. Well, no, but the yields come in. I mean, it's just, it's unambiguous. I mean, the two year yield, I believe, was a point nine two three cups of yeah. coffee ago. Well, uh, 0.87, I think five big figures. Uh, Kit Jukes may have put his finger on it saying, uh, there, this is a risk, a risky month and the risk off yeah. trade has begun. Everybody's getting out of the way of the tsunami ahead. We hope to give you the nuance, the conversation of our esteemed guests, Michael McKee and Tom Keene, Bloomberg Surveillance. Coming up, though, with all due respect, highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond.